This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. So this morning, wow, huh? That's kind of like uh, Saul of Tarsus, right? Saul, Saul, right? Oh, is that you, Lord? Like, who else is it going to be, right? (laughs) Could it be anybody else? Anyway, all right, that's just a little rabbit trail. Hey, good morning. This morning, as you can see, uh, we are going to celebrate the sacrament of baptism, in addition, uh, the sacrament of communion. Now, uh, the word sacrament comes from the Greek, and it means mystery, something that's a mystery. Now, mystery in, um, in our modern times has a connotation of something that uh, is hidden and then known and, and needs to be figured out. It's a mystery. We need to figure it out, right? Uh, like uh, a detective solves the mystery of a crime. But back in the ancient days, um, mystery had a different connotation. Mystery didn't refer to something that uh, was hidden and, and a problem that needed to be solved. Uh, it, it literally meant something that was hidden but is now revealed. Okay? So in, in the ancient times, in the times of the writing of Scripture, the word literally meant a mystery was something that was once hidden uh, but now made known, now revealed for, for all to know. And so when we think of that, for example, um, a, a Roman soldier... Uh, made a pledge, they called it a sacrament, to Caesar. Um, He wanted everybody to know his allegiance. It's known. Uh, In a Roman court of law, sometimes there was a down payment, a sacrament made in in the law court uh, to announce intention uh, or looking forward to the completion of something that's revealed. Now, in the Bible theologians sometimes call um, the incarnation. God became flesh and dwelt among us in Jesus Christ, right? God revealed Himself in the person of Jesus. So what was once hidden or not seen was now revealed and made known in the person of Jesus Christ. And so some theologians call uh, the incarnation, or Jesus, the sacrament of God. Okay? Now, when it comes to baptism, uh, the sacrament of baptism, uh, what that is, it's, it, it's an, an outward, visible sign of an inward, invisible grace of God that's at work in a person's life. And so, through the sacrament of baptism, something that was once hidden is now, what? Made public. It's now revealed. The grace of God. This is a sign 
of the grace of God at work in the person's life. And, and literally today, as Annalise is baptized, when, when she goes down into the water, uh, that's going to be representative of her dying with Christ, her identification with Christ's death, that her sins were nailed to the cross and, and that He died for those sins. And, and so as she goes under the water, right, She's died with Christ. But if she comes out, it represents resurrection and new life. That just as she has died with Christ, as the Apostle Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ, right? So we who have faith in Jesus have been raised with Christ into new life. And so, again, just a visible sign of the inward work of God's grace in Annalise's life in the life of the believer, and we identify with Christ's death and His resurrection, okay? His, his new life. And so with, with that, there's a little bit of background. Uh, Annalise, if you'll come on up. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you uh, a couple questions, Okay. And uh, if that's your intention, then you just say, yep. Okay, so Annalise, is Jesus Christ your Savior and Lord? And with God's help, do you desire to, to follow Him, to be His disciple all the days of your life? Yes. Yes. Okay. And that, yes. Go ahead. You can clap with that. And, and you know what, Annalise, what you just did? You gave a testimony of faith to everyone here that you are a follower of Jesus Christ and that you are all in. And that with the help of God through the Holy Spirit that's at work within you, that you're going to follow Him and be His disciple all the days of your life. And what a wonderful testimony and what a wonderful example for all of us to know and to follow as you have told us now. I know you have some things you want to share, so go ahead. I'll hold this for you, and you go ahead and read that. I want to become a Christian because I know that I will go to heaven when I die, and I do not have to be scared. I know the rest of my family is Christian, and when we die, we will be together in heaven. I don't have to be scared because Jesus is with me wherever I go. I have asked Jesus into my heart when I was younger, but I reaffirmed it when Pastor Todd and Miss Heather came to bless our house this past winter. I decided I want to be baptized about a year or two ago after I walked to the baptism at Mirror Lake. My family and I were talking about baptisms, and that's when I learned what getting baptized was all about. So I made the decision to follow Jesus Christ's word, and here I am today. My favorite verse in the Bible is Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to get you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29.11. Okay. All right. Yeah. Isn't that great? And I remember last winter um, when Heather and I came to your home and, and we blessed and we just prayed over it and we prayed over you as a family. Remember we talked about what it meant to be a follower of Jesus? And at that time you just wanted to reaffirm your faith, didn't you? And so that's really exciting, isn't it? And uh, as 
Annalise has reaffirmed her faith in Jesus Christ. Perhaps there's someone here today. Uh, Maybe you at one time gave your life to Jesus. You acknowledge who He is. But maybe you've drifted away. Today would be a great day for you to recommit your life to Jesus Christ. And and in your heart, as Annalise is going to come and we're going to baptize her, um, just to recall your own baptism, and in your own heart, say, Jesus, today I am rededicating, I am reaffirming my faith in You. And I identify, Jesus, with Your death and Your resurrection and the new life that, that is Mine the sacrifice of your son, the forgiveness of sin and the new life and the eternal life that you talked about, right? That's good stuff, isn't it? So, as Annalise is being baptized, here's an opportunity for you to reaffirm or rededicate your life. Or, if you have never made that decision, if you've never stepped forward and you've never said, you know what, God, I recognize I'm a sinner. I recognize my sin has separated me from you. And I recognize I need a Savior. And that's your Son, Jesus. Forgive me for my sins. Jesus, come into my heart and life. I want to follow You. If you've never taken that step, if you have have never, ever invited Jesus into your life, today's the day. Follow Annalise's example, will ya? Um, You've got a head start on a lot of us. You've got the rest of your life. But you know what? It's never too late, whether you're 9 or you're 90, okay? There's nothing like life in Christ. I'm here to tell you that. And so, if you want to know Jesus as Savior and you have never, ever done that, I'd love to pray with you. Um, Back there, we have our prayer team. They would love to pray with you. We'd love to tell you more about what it means uh, to be a a follower of, of Jesus Christ. Right, Kim and Sandy? Right? All right. All right. And if there's more of you that, that need, you need more people back there, we'll come. Because we want to share about Jesus. All right. So, see what you started? Man, it's good, huh? There used to be a song when I was a kid that said, It only takes a spark to get a fire going, right? And uh, today, what you're doing, I think, is a spark in somebody's heart. Somebody needed to hear what you had to say today. So thank you for your witness and your testimony. So let's do this. Why don't you go ahead and take your shoes off. Go on in. That looks pretty good. Pastor Tyler says it's going to be warm today. Right, Pastor Tyler? Yeah, go have a seat. Okay. Come on up the screw up this way. All right. So go ahead and just hold your nose and do this right here. Oh, it is warm. That's nice. I'm going to get in between services. Here we go. All right. Annalise, based upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Great, huh? All right. And um, I just invite the Keeler family to come on up, and we're going to pray for Annalise.
Let's come on up and just gather around as we pray for her. You can get behind me or alongside of me, just right here. And we're, we're going to pray. This is the Keeler family. And uh, uh, Annalise Noel Keeler, okay, we're going to pray for you right now. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, the Keeler family. Uh, Father, we thank you that they are a family that knows the reality of Jesus Christ in their hearts and their lives. And today, Father, we celebrate Annalise's testimony. Lord, we pray that as she has expressed uh, her faith in Christ and, and her desire with your help to follow him all the days of her life, Lord, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that she would continue to grow in faith and become a woman of God, a woman of strong faith and conviction, a woman, Lord, whom you will use to witness to the reality that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Father, uh, as you do that, we pray that her life would be filled with the blessings that you intend Lord, even as she shared today in her scripture that you have a plan for her. And Lord, this day and every day from this day forward, Lord, have been ordained by you. And so we recognize that, we celebrate it, and we commit her to you along with her family. And we do so in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. All right. Thank you. So I've noticed something in my my own faith walk, and I notice this in other people's faith walk as well. And that is, um, as we come to faith in Christ, we really recognize that we need a Savior, you know? That, that we need somebody to rescue us from the broken places in our life. We need someone to rescue us from our sin. And then uh, we start out on our spiritual journey and we very quickly revert back. I quickly revert back and start focusing on my performance. I start focusing on my ability to measure up. This is the beauty of communion, or at least one of the beauties of communion, because we remember once again that my righteousness, your righteousness, is not dependent on my performance, but the continual work of grace of Jesus Christ. In baptism, we're identified with the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus wanted us to continue to live into that. And as he met with his disciples, the Bible tells us, whoops, communion table's over here. I'm going to walk this way. But he took bread, and he, he related communion to the very common things in our life. He took bread, and it says that he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. And he took the cup later in the meal, and he said, I'm going to set the microphone down here for a second. 
This is my blood, the blood of a new covenant I make with you. We're going to read those words together in just a moment. But he was reminding his disciples of their need to remain connected with Jesus. And our connection, again, is not based on our performance. I mean, we're, in, we're invited to respond. We are not invited to perform. Big difference. We're invited to respond. And I want to invite us to respond this morning to Jesus once again through communion. And uh, to remember that Jesus wants that response to be in the nitty-gritty things on the Monday through Saturday, that it's not just a religious ceremony that we practice here, but he invites us to respond on Monday morning at 9 o'clock. He invites us to respond on Wednesday at 7.30 at night. And we continue to respond, not perform, but respond to loving invitation of Jesus to come find life from him. Does that sound good? So as we receive communion this morning, if you're uh, newer around here, anyone who wants to express their desire, they're responding to Jesus to follow Jesus, you're invited to come. And we're going to have servers this morning at each of the tables, and uh, they're just going to offer those things to you, and you can respond and Go ahead and take the bread, or the cracker in this case, and the juice. Go ahead and eat the cracker whenever you're ready, and wait with the juice, and we'll, we'll take that together, okay, after everybody's gone, all right? So um, we're going to read the words of institution. I'm going to go ahead and invite the servers to, to go to their stations, and we're going to read these words of institution from uh, 1 Corinthians, and uh, then I'm going to pray, and then we'll take communion together. So let's read these together. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread... And drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you this morning for the opportunity we all have to participate in your grace. Not by performing, Lord, but by responding to the invitation of Jesus to continue to find life, continue to find forgiveness, Lord, to continue to find power for transformation at the cross. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As you're ready, feel free to go to the stations.